Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. I would have seen Bo Dallas doing Big Show. And that's sad just because of the Bo Dallas shenanigans he would have pulled. Now, that, you and LeVar are stupid for saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is total crap. First of all, bottle boom, realest guys in a world. How you know? All right, welcome to a live edition of BS with CSR Monday Night Raw. Just ended. Wasn't the greatest Raw ever? A lot of stuff to talk about tonight. BS with CSR is going to be a little different going forward. We're going to be here every week. We're not just going to bring you wrestling. We might bring you entertainment. We might bring you pop culture. We might bring you sports. Hell, we might even talk politics one of these nights. You never know. But... To start the show off, we got to stick to the basics. We got to stick to what got us here. Monday Night Raw, there was one thing that I really, really liked, but that was pretty much it. I mean, the show started with a god-awful, god-awful segment of Money in the Bank that saw the return of people. I don't know what the hell that was, but and then it was a thread throughout the whole show. I mean, I don't know what the hell. All, all I can think is that that means we're going to see Vicky Guerrero. That means we might see Mike Adamley. That means we might see Eric Bischoff, whoever the hell else was GMs over the years. I mean, that's that. Is this going to be the running bit? We get the brand split. Uh, certainly, I, I certainly hope not. I, I mean, I have to admit, when I saw Teddy Long come out there, when I heard the music, I was like, Teddy Long? I was like, I, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't really want to see that. And and I don't know if it was just playing with the shtick there, but, like, he didn't come off too well. And if he's, you know, granted, I know it's a work, but if he was wanting the job, he didn't come off too well at it. I don't want to see – I mean, Vicky was a great heel. Uh, I don't want to see her back at all either. Uh I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't like this. I just don't. I, I, this is to me. This is a time killer until we get there, and it's, it's. It's. It's just not worth it. I don't think it is anyway. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really see the point of it either. There's just no. Uh, I mean, we know what's going to happen. Either Shane McMahon, Stephanie, or Triple H is going to run SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No. Vicky Guerrero's not. Teddy Long's not. Or somebody brand new, maybe. But I don't even mm-hmm. see that. I see it being. In the McMahon family, so I just don't see the point of this. I will say they are kind of teasing it just a, a tad that it may be someone different, and I like that, but I don't know who it could be. Yeah, I, I mean, well, that's the thing. I, I, I don't if, – if I thought there was a realistic chance of it being somebody else, then yeah, but there's not. I mean, I just don't see it. So that bothered me. I gotta ask a question. I, I like, I mean, I like Seth Rollins. I like Roman Reigns. Is there something missing to this this match for you? It just doesn't feel as big as it should to me right now. Really, I I I love the videos tonight. I thought the video packages were amazing, and the reason why I kind of liked them so much was because you don't need those guys on every Raw. You know, you don't need your World Heavyweight Heavyweight Champion on every Raw because I think you know it's just it, you know. It's overdoing it, you know. I, I I love the videos. I thought that again, they've kind of sort of got that UFC feel to them. Uh, it felt big, and there were some long videos too. I mean, they really went through their history. So I kind of wonder what they're. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with the Ambrose Asylum next week because they're adding you know Ambrose in it. But that, that they showed a lot. 
I will agree with you. I did like the videos, and I, I mean, every video they ever produce is always great. I don't know. I just, like, tonight, I just walked away feeling like, okay, let me put it this way. Shane McMahon last week said, this match could be the main event of WrestleMania. I don't feel that way right now. I don't feel like it's that big a match. I, I don't know. There's just something that is missing for this match for me right now. Well, honestly. Maybe next week. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, well, honestly, I feel like this, and while I think this pay-per-view is going to be great, I almost feel like this is a almost a setup for it's almost like a WrestleMania light pay-per-view. Like, I think this is going to be these matches we're going to see at a WrestleMania again. That's why I don't think we're getting everything they have in these feuds. I think it's going to happen like Styles and, and Cena. I, I, that's just how I feel with this. So I don't feel like you're getting your all in these feuds, even though the promo was gonna... great with Styles and Cena, but. Hold on, we'll talk about that in depth here in a second. So you really think that you're not going to get the – you think they're going to drag out to WrestleMania all these feuds? Well, well, I mean, not all of them, but what I'm saying is I don't think you're going to get all this. I mean, because, you know, this is in the – you know, they don't give their all during this time of year. Even though I think Money in the Bank has kind of been that pay-per-view now that's replaced King of the Ring and it's kind of their – you know, it's in that kind of big four type deal. I just feel like these feuds are kind of just, you know, that I've read something the other day where they said McMahon's like, you know, he's hard-pressed to want to get Styles and, and Cena going already, and they're like, hey, you need to hold off. This is a WrestleMania-type match. So I don't know. I just feel like these matches, this is where they have to go right now, but I don't think you're going to get all out of it. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm with you there, and that's possible. Um, all right. So the one thing that I uh, – hold on. We're going to go a different route. I – I feel like, and, and it kind of, I kind of like it, but it kind of bothers me. Uh, I don't know how much longer Big Cass and Enzo are going to be a team. I just, the way they keep booking Cass, he's coming, uh, he's hit the tanning bed a lot more than he did when he first arrived. <laughs> he's looking a little bit, you know, like he might be hitting the gym a little harder than he did when he first got there. I just feel like Big Cat, Vince McMahon already has Vic, Big Cast ticketed for superstardom, and the poor Enzo may be left either being on his own or being his manager. Yeah, it, it, and see it's it's speaking that way, especially just with with the whole brand split coming up, which is you know it, it sucks, but because you know this tag team, I mean, you know you don't see a crowd get into a tag team like that anymore. And they do. I mean, they, they, they hang on every word. I mean, even Big Cass, I mean, even some of the stuff he says is, well, granted, both things I say is cheesy, but they hang on to every word that both of those guys say. Right. I mean, again, this would be a total Vince move, and it's just it's bad timing. It's really bad timing. And I will say, I'm not real sure that I really dig the announcement of the four-way uh, tag title match at Money in the Bank. I, I mean, it protects the New Day. For not taking a, a loss, but I don't think it does a ton for uh, the Vaude villains. I don't mind, but if Enzo and Cass don't win, I don't I don't see how it helps them either. I, I just I don't know. I, I don't know that I li I like that. Well, it, uh, granted, I'm sure we're going to get into our predictions next week. But do you see any way? Like I I could see that you know the the club coming out and winning this. I could see that. I think that's what happens. I think yeah. the club does win tag titles. Uh. But then that's why I don't like the fact that Enzo and Cass are involved in it. Because yeah, yeah. I just I don't think it does anything for them. I think it, like I said, I think it 
helps protect a new day by having mm-hmm. you could have the Vaude villains take the fall. You could have uh, Enzo and Cass, you know, take the fall or something like that. The new day doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And that continues the feud between Gallows and Anderson in the New Day, but I don't like the fact that Enzo and Cass are involved in it. I'm, I'm just, but okay, so let's talk about what was by far the highlight of Raw. By far, mm-hmm. John Cena reaffirmed tonight why he is the face that runs the place because he cut a fantastic promo opposite AJ Styles. And I'll go ahead and say this too: AJ Styles cut the best promo I've ever seen him cut before. That, you know, I'm not a big uh, – I did, I, I loosely followed New Japan, so I don't know where how he did. If he did cut promos there with it being Japanese, but the AJ Styles that I used to watch at TNA could not cut a promo like the AJ Styles tonight. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I thought – I mean, I loved the shots they were kind of taking at each other. I loved – the little subtle shot John Cena took at Roman Reigns, probably setting up something down the line between those two. I just loved every freaking second of it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, you know, and of course I'm in the smart mark crowd and all that, but I mean, you know, it's one of those years you you, you hated Cena, but you didn't know what you had, and then you kind of realize what this guy does, and now that you see he's come back, I mean, he, he is the freaking star. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the dude – I mean, he just does – he does everything. He does it to, you know, 110%. And that promo was – it was unreal. And, you know, he always he always has those those good promos when he comes back and stuff like that. And this was no exception. And, and it might be one of his best ever. Um, but the only thing that kind of got me was I didn't know how Styles was going to respond because if you – there was one shot of him. Like, it's even like he got lost for a second and how good the promo was. It seemed, it's almost like he was a deer in headlights. Like, he was like, whoa, this is this is really good. I don't know how I'm going to respond to this. But he came back, and he, and he nailed his part, too, and even going with the whole burying, you know, type deals. Right, and I think he did. I mean, I think he probably, you know, AJ probably was a little bit over his head because that's still as good as he's gotten over the years. That's not mm-hmm. AJ's strength by far. That's what AJ said. AJ even said it. You know, you do this, you do that, but – you know, whatever. You embarrass me when it comes in the ring. You're not in my league. I don't know how you worded it. But basically, AJ made the point of, like, you might be great on the mic, but I can run circles around you in the ring. And, but I was so impressed with AJ's promo tonight. And AJ, and I'm very impressed with the fact that AJ was in a week's time was able to completely transition from one of the top baby faces in the WWE right now with everybody loving him. Mm-hmm. He got booze when he came out tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that almost affirms how strong of a face Cena still is, even though he gets the, the booze from the, you know, the the smart marks and all that stuff. But, you know, I got to ask you this. You know, I know we're, pretty, we're halfway through the year, basically, and is AJ Styles an MVP contender for – the WWE right now? I mean, he hasn't won the feuds, but, man, this guy has made a huge impact that no one thought he would, really. I mean, everybody thought he was would probably get buried. He's not that big of a guy. You know, I mean, he's might be buried at WrestleMania because he got beat by Jericho. I mean, this dude has put on a show. I mean, he's been the highlight of, of most Raws and pay-per-views. I mean, yeah, he's got to be in the conversation of if you, if you called an MVP, uh, you know, Judging an MVP of WWE, we well, oh yeah, because you know, uh, an MVP in a sports league is based on stats and wins. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I get that. I'm just saying, like, I mean, the guy that you want to watch. I mean, like, you know, last year, I mean, the guy that, that was Rollins. I mean, you know. I'll put it, I'll put it this way. I, from January to June, considering the fact that you haven't had Cena, you haven't had Rollins, the, the product in the shows wouldn't have been the same without AJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it proves how big of a signing he really was, I think. So, now this begs the question, go – I mean, let me ask you, is there any chance – is there any chance that Cena and AJ close the show over Rollins and Reigns? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, of course, again, it is Cena's comeback uh, show, but I, I don't think so. I mean, they're they're building this Reigns and, and Rollins pretty heavy. And, you know, Rollins was getting main events, you know, when when he was there. I mean, because, you know, not all WWE champions have gotten main events before. You know, ask CM Punk that, you know, when Cena's around. So, so again, just saying, so, no, I, I don't – I think this is, uh, you know, kind of some way middle of the card. But uh, it's it's it could it'll probably still show though. Yeah. All right. So we're a week away from Money in the Bank. We've got we've still got the seventh Money in the Bank contender to be. Is able. that still happening? Is that still happening? Because I, I, the way they made it sound, the way they acted tonight, it didn't. But that could just be to make Bray Wyatt or Bray Wyatt's return, you know, that much more of a surprise or something. I guess. Yeah. We've got the final we could build up between Rollins and Reigns, which I feel like there's got to be the generic contract signing or some kind they i feel like they have to get physical uh next monday uh, do you want i don't know i don't want them to touch i don't know i don't i don't want them to touch i don't think yeah i feel like reigns has to get one up on rollins because he doesn't have it yet yeah yeah i mean you know you figure he got pedigreed extreme rules they had the cat and mouse game last week Mm-hmm. Then they did nothing, you know. Tonight, I feel like Roman's got got to get something. He ain't getting up. He ain't getting one up on him on the mic. No, Rollins is better than Roman, Roman on the mic, so it's got to be physical. Does Reigns play a cat and mouse with him? I wonder, which would be awful. But you know, that would be so horrible. I, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. And then I feel like Cena's got to get a one up on AJ next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he kind of did tonight, but you know. Yeah, but he didn't get it on AJ. Well, got on club. That's, that's true. Yeah, I feel like he's got to get it on AJ next week. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to talk about. Them. But now we got to transition to. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I'm actually, going to say these words. We got to transition to something about TNA to talk about. Because TNA is tomorrow night, and I got to be honest with you. I'm not saying I'm going to watch it live, but for the first time in probably at least a year. I think I'm actually going to DVR an episode of TNA. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm going to DVR it because of broken Matt Hardy oh, and this crazy-ass wow. angle that the Hardy boys are involved in in TNA. Well, you you are broken Blake Mitchamore for that now because – I might be. Yeah, and I'm yeah, thinking you, about putting a blonde streak down my hair. If you start with a horrible accent on the next show, then I'm quitting. I mean, this show is over then. So, what if I call you brother? What if I call you brother Nero? Uh, well, I've been called worse. So, probably me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this was one, and I wrote about this on bscsr.com. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in wrestling. And again, 
I, I've saw the you know uh, Popper with with Alcatraz. I've saw the Open Warriors throw up. Popper with Alcatraz was not that bad. That was stupid. It didn't even have an end game. I don't think. Uh, I saw cool. I saw Hogan put his hand under water like he was in some kind of dream and he'd say it wasn't hot. I saw May Young give birth to a hand. Whoa, 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 whoa! What was the what's what's the Hogan thing? Oh, you gotta you gotta see this. It, I forgot what it's on now, but like I forgot who Hogan was going up against. It was in WCW, but he puts his hand under this water, and again, it, you've got to see the scenario. If I try to explain it, it would it confuse you even more. But he puts it under there, and he goes, "It's not hot," and like it was supposed to be. I'm not sure, but. Um, Again, May Young giving birth to a hand. Uh, it just a, a play. Oh, Katie, Katie Vick. We can't forget that. Yeah. That is classic and one of a kind. Wow. And, and still, I believe this was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Even though I'm, I may be starting to change because it made me laugh, and I kind of want to watch it over and over again. It's it's funny. You can say what you want. You can say it's the worst thing ever. You can say all that stuff, but you know what it's doing? It's getting people to talk about freaking TNA for the first time I agree. in years. I agree. And I guarantee you this. I said it on bsbcsr.com. I'll say it here. I guarantee you Impact Wrestling, it may only be 40000 or something like that, but we'll see your ship tomorrow night because of this angle. I guarantee it. And that simple – and those simple facts makes it a success. Now, it's absolutely out there and one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Brother Nero is, <laughs> is just – I can't get over that voice. But it's working. People are talking about DNA. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. You know, out of all the things that happened last week, you know, we had Styles turning heel on Cena – we had the the Will Ospreay and Ricochet match that everybody was talking about because it wasn't wrestling or was it not, you know. It, it, then we have this, this Brother Nero and Broken Matt Hardy. This is one of the top things in wrestling. And I can't believe it. Again, it, it looked like a poor – it looked like a, a Mexican soap opera the way it was filmed. It, I mean, it, it looked terrible. I mean, and it, and it was poorly acted as a Mexican soap opera as well. I mean, the throne of the baby, I mean, was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I don't know, the table swap was pretty bad. The table swap was bad. I I don't even know why that was done that way because <laughs> that I mean, had to hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, the unbreakable table. But I, like I said, all I can tell you is that I may not watch it live, but I will at least DVR Impact Wrestling tomorrow to see what the next step in Brother Nero versus well. Broken Matt Hardy is. You you let me know if that's any good because that's not getting my DVR. TNA has they've this, broken my heart. This is the best thing TNA's done since James Storm threw Mickey James in front of the train. Oh wow! Oh, I forgot about that. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen too. That's terrible. That's... No, that was good. That's what TNA. That's see. That's where you're wrong. That's terrible. That's exact. That's exactly the kind of stuff TNA needs because they're so dead. People hate them. They need to do stuff outside the box, almost Attitude Era-esque stuff, to be the antithesis of WWE right now. I'm not. And killing Mickey James is by throwing her in front of the train was genius. Well, I'm not going to completely argue with you that they need to be different, but that's that's a bit too much. I don't know. I mean, I don't care about that. I mean, again, it's all it's work, but it's just stupid. Yeah, it's not like they really killed Mickey James. She's oh, I, yeah, I know. Now. Oh, I know, because, I mean, heck, if you watch Lucha Underground, they kill people all the time. So. 
Exactly. I mean, it's it's fake. But way better. What'd you just say? You said fake. the F word. I said the other. I said the other F word. Fake. Yeah, you said the F word. All right. Enough about the Hardys, even though I I dig it. I mean, even though it wasn't that good, I'm not gonna lie. But it was <laughs> and it made people watch. Right, so, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You did a good job, Matt Hardy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, good suck job. up to him. Hey, whatever you got to do. Nah, All right. Fun. So we got to talk the big news, which I got to admit, when this thing hit Saturday, I was literally shocked. Didn't see this coming. Had no, I mean, we had no indication. Ariel Hawani breaks a story. Brock Lesnar calls to a deal to fight at UFC 200. I'm like, what? He's still in a contract with the, with the WWE. Vince isn't going to let him go. But he did let him go. It's, you know, right now, at least, it's a one-fight deal. Brock says he called Dana White. Then he went and had a big boy meeting with Vince. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, it's freaking absolute genius. Both sides. The UFC get outside of Conor McGregor, the UFC gets their biggest draw of all time back. Matter of fact, still their biggest draw of all time. UFC 100, which was headlined by Brock Lesnar and Frank Mir, is still the number one pay-per-view UFC's ever had. Yeah. WWE gets, you know, their biggest name-wise, well, maybe close second to John Cena with all the SBs and movies and crap, but one of their two biggest names on a UFC pay-per-view in a mainstream sport that's probably going to draw at least 2 million people and be the talk of the sports world for a weekend. And he's in a co-main event slot. Mm -hmm. As long as Brock Lesnar doesn't suffer some kind of major injury, this is absolute genius for everybody involved. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't see how, I mean, it's big business. Again, all it took was the right people to get rich. That's what it took. I mean, that's all it was. You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the thing I'm interested in most in this is to see what all WWE actually gets out of this, though. I mean, well, I know they're we're getting to talk about that here in a minute. We're okay, going to talk about okay. that here in a minute. I've got – because – and, I mean, just think about this. Because Brock's going to go fight at UFC 200. Mm-hmm. If he wins dominantly or even wins or if he has a five-round war with Mark Hunt mm-hmm. – and loses by decision. It doesn't matter. He's going to go into SummerSlam, and it's the mystique of Brock Lesnar, this animal, this beast incarnate that he gets called. It's that much more because whenever he walk, whoever he fights, here's a guy that just went and had a real fight and, and kicked some dude's ass. Yeah. What's he look like now fighting Seth Rollins or John Cena? Or I'll get to who I think he's going to fight, and it's going to piss off the internet here in a minute. But – it's just going to make Brock be that much more of a star for the WWE. Vince, unless Brock blows out of me or breaks, mm-hmm. a, you know, some kind of injury that will take more than a couple of weeks to heal, Vince cannot lose by doing this. No, no. I, to, I don't to even me. care. I honestly don't even care if he loses. I still think if he loses in the world of WWE, it makes him a bigger star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, even even if he loses, uh, you know, I, I don't care. I, I, He's still over big time. I mean, he just competed in the UFC. You know what? I think JR pointed out. He said, you know, there's a difference between sports and show business. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. 
and, and Brock, I mean, every, the WWE benefits huge out of this. I mean, you, you can't get, you know, it's Brock Lesnar, for goodness sakes. So I don't know anything about his opponent that much. So I've heard the guys that, you know, he's a knockout specialist. That That's what I'm kind of interested to see. So I don't know if you have to worry about as much of the – him breaking a leg. I don't know if he's much of a submission guy. So to me, this might just be a big brawl, which is probably what they were wanting for, you know, looking for with Brock. Right. I mean, the only, I mean, unless it's you, you've seen, if you f- follow UFC over the years, there's, you have freak injuries like Anderson Silva broke a, le- broke his leg in two different places, mm-hmm. you know, doing a leg kick on a guy. He just snapped his shin. So, I mean, it can happen, but yes, most mm-hmm. likely Mark Hunt is a guy who, will stand in front of you and just throw bombs. So if, so if Brock may break a nose or something, if he catches him really good, but it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be like a knee or anything like that, unless he knocks him out in his knee, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know. How much say do you, how there's, there's a, how much say do you think WWE right. had in his opponent, though? I don't think any. Really? Really? I, I thought – I figured at least there had to be some. I mean, there had to be at least some part of it. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Vince or somebody said, hey, just don't go get, like we just talked about, don't go get with a guy that can snap your arm or something because we need you back for SummerSlam or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but I really don't think anything because, I mean, the way, and granted it's Brock, but the way Brock made this sound was he went to Dana. Dana said, yeah, I want you if you can figure it out. He went to Vince and Vince said, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't really think anything because I mean honestly outside of it like I said it with especially with Mark Hunt who Mark Hunt is a guy who will not go to the ground he will stand in front of you and try to knock you out if he goes to the ground that means Brock Lesnar took him down wrestling wise that's it I mean that's the only thing that's going to happen so there's not really a big risk of injury outside of Brock may get knocked out yeah. but. There's just as good a chance that Brock's going to take this dude down and ground and pound his ass and knock him out like he used to when he was the, the UFC champ. Yeah. So I, I don't – I really don't see – I think the UFC and Brock – I don't think WWE had input. I think UFC and Brock – Brock probably said, hey, I want to do this, but you got to give me somebody that, you know, that – I'm I don't want a cakewalk, but I don't want to sit in there with a guy that's going to, you know, try to rip my arm off either because I got mm-hmm. other stuff I got to do. I'm making millions over here too. Right, right, right. That's where the the input. I don't think Vince had any input. I think Vince just said, "Hey, just don't go get hurt." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Vince probably said, uh, "I'm guessing when he renegotiated his contract last year before UFC or before WrestleMania 31, there was a clause for this in there, and there's probably something that says, "Hey, if you get hurt, then yeah, you know, we're not paying you." Until you, you know, it, it pay because I think his clock, I think his contract, from what I understand, is paid by date almost. So mm-hmm. you know, he won't get paid for a while. But that that all that aside, what WWE gains from that? They gain obviously the profile of Brock Lesnar being even bigger. You know, the the presence of ESPN at SummerSlam is going to be even greater if Brock is coming off a major win at a major UFC event. I mean, it's just going to increase the pro. You know, I, what I would do. Here's where. I, here's the input. I if I was Vince, here's the input. I would say, you got to figure out a way to have Heyman walk you out to the ring, walk you out mm-hmm. to the octagon. Mm-hmm. You got to walk out to your to your WWE music. Uh, that, yeah, Alfred. Yeah, they, they got to do that. Yeah. 
we need some, you know, we need some crossover and in this to show that you are one of our guys. Does he have WWE Network logo on his trunks? Well, see, that's interesting because Brock has not fought since the UFC went to this Reebok deal where they mm-hmm. have they have Reebok fight gear. Oh, that's right. yeah. So, so that's going to be interesting. And that's an interesting part I want to see too. Did, did Brock cut a deal to where he, he can still wear his own shit? Yeah, I, I, I forgot about the whole Reebok deal. I didn't think about that. So that's going to be an interesting part also. But I think that's where you'll see the crossover. I think you'll see Heyman, and I think you'll hear that Brock Lesnar music because – you got to make some kind of connection to the WWE. I mean, the UFC announcer is going to talk about it, but and the goal is hopefully those two million people that are watching Brock on UFC 200. When and I guarantee you'll hear Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan talk about SummerSlam. Is hey, let's check out what Brock's doing in August too, and and get the network and buy SummerSlam and all this stuff. I mean, that's the goal, but that's not the the only goal. People talk about Ronda Rousey. The name surfacing right now is, I don't know if you know who this is, it's Paige Van Zandt. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I don't Van know a lot about her, but yeah, I've heard of her, though. Yeah, she's an up-and-coming She's an up and coming fighter, but the difference between Paige Van Zandt and Ronda Rousey is not to demean Ronda Rousey, but, but Paige Van Zandt is a lot hotter, and she's more of a woman. She's not, mm. it's not quite as manly as Ronda Rousey. She just got off of Dancing with the Stars and did really well. Mm-hmm. And I think... She kind Paige Van Zant to me kind of fits more in line uh, more in line with the WWE women or WWE diva. Yeah, she's athletic. She's you know muscular, but she's a chick. She's not dudeish. Ronda's a little dudeish. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I still think Ronda's in the cards, though. I, I still think somewhat. Ronda's in the cards because Ronda's a big WWE fan. Yeah. So yeah. Ronda's going to get involved some way because of that, because Ronda wants to be involved. Right. I think they, I think they see Paige as more of their person and their kind of girl. So they mm-hmm. want Paige at SummerSlam, is from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, to I do some kind of match. Mm-hmm. The other person, the other thing I think this could lead is, and the internet's going to disagree with me here. I think this ultimately could lead good old CM Punk coming home to the WWE. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting because I want to see if that if that bridge can be gapped there. I mean, because you know it is interesting. There, you know, UFC, WWE's in talks now. I, it's gonna, it's a long shot, but it's it's something to think about. I mean, because you know, if that dude goes out and gets his ass handed to him and gets dropped in the first round in his fight in August, mm-hmm. if he actually has it, mm-hmm. unless he really is the true, unless he really is true, uh, unless good God. Unless he really is, you know, the statements he says is legitimate and he never needs to work again, the dude's going to have to do something. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's interesting because just look at the way that WWE has changed since Punk has left. I mean, all these – It's a lot more up his alley now. Exactly. I mean, you know, and I wrote about this. You know, I wrote about this in this whole Brock deal. I mean – everything has just changed for WWE now in the past two years, you know, since they got the network and they've been getting all these guys, you know, that's come from like ring of honors, new Japan. Again, they're all in CM Punk's alley. They're all like him. And it's, you know, even this whole deal of letting Brock. And again, I get that it's Brock Lesnar, but it's still big because you never would have saw Vince do anything like this. Even 
five years ago, I don't think. I mean, Vince was living in paranoia for years, I think, because of everything that happened with WCW and all the guys that got away from him and all the money that got away and almost losing his business. The paranoia is no longer there. He knows – Vince has got to know what he is now. They are the show. Yeah. So I think you're going to see a lot more things happen now like this. Major business, and you know, for all those people that say, "Oh, well, you're, you know, you're the only show in town. You could go back and do whatever you want." Stuff like this is why they don't ever go back to the Attitude Era because when you have a better corporate profile and you have a better look, like more of a legitimate company, and not this is why you get ESPN and you get to do deals with UFC and you get to do deals with all the, and John Cena's on good morning America and hosting the ESPYs. If John Cena's out there flipping the herd and drinking beer, he's never, he's never hosting good morning America. It's not the same company anymore and it's never going to be again. No. Now I want to talk about the whole Ariel Hawani thing yeah. here in just a second, but, Here's what I think – I've got a theory of what, what's going to – another thing that Vince gets out of this is Brock's profile gets raised. Ronda may come. Paige may come. The other thing Vince gets is who I think, if everything goes according to plan, Brock's going to fight Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. He's going to beat Brock coming up. Hopefully, in Vince's mind, coming off a UFC win, Brock's going to beat – or Roman's going to beat Brock clean in the middle of the ring. And you're in, established as the WWE's badass. Mark my words, it's going to happen. Ooh, that's – man, you talk about pissing off a lot of – which, granted, is what they need to do because it's going to create a huge buzz. I mean, that's that's going to be a huge buzz exactly. if that happens. I mean – I'm all. I would like to see this. I mean, okay, you know, Brock fights at USD 200. Obviously, I think you got to put him on Raw that Monday. I, I would, oh, if he's not hurt, absolutely. if he's not hurt, yeah. I mean, and I'm guessing right then you're. I guess. I guess it's right at a month away from SummerSlam. Actually, Do, I think. I, well, actually, I think they say oh. the rumored draft date is July 11th, which is that Raw after UFC 200. Okay. Okay. Because hmm. UFC 200 is July 9th. Okay. I'd be interested when they, like, make this Brock match, like they announce what he's doing at SummerSlam. That's, that's what I'm interested in because, you know. It'll be, the, it'll be the Monday after Battleground because Roman will be in some kind of match at Battleground. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, like I said, he needs to be on that Raw after UFC 200. If he's not hurt, they need to establish something and say he's coming at SummerSlam. And did, did they say he's coming for the title? Did they automatically say that? No, they just said it. No, they just said it. Or did they say that? No, no I'm, they, I'm asking. They, I'm asking. Do you think they automatically like like Heyman says, "Hey, we're coming for the WWE title next. We've already done our UFC thing. We're coming back for the WWE title, no matter who it is." I, I think if Brock, um, if Brock win, it wins this fight, I think you have to. Mm-hmm. You got to go some kind of parallel of. Yeah. He just won a UFC fight. Now he's going to go fight for, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to. And Yeah. You can't put but, him in a regular match, I don't think, at that point. Absolutely not. No. He can't fight Dean Ambrose again. No. Or Cesaro no. or Kevin Owens. He's got to fight Roman Reigns. Somebody of the caliber like Roman Reigns, 
He's not going to fight The Undertaker again. The Undertaker or, like, John Cena. That's it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Coming off a major thing like UFC 200, he's not fighting some jabroni. I'm sorry. Mm. There's, I, I saw, I heard people today saying, what if he fights Kevin Owens? And they put, that's not freaking happening. Kevin Owens is not going over on Brock Lesnar. Get that stupid shit out of your head. Mm-hmm. So, let's move away from the WWE effect and just talk about the straight news that happened. So, like I mentioned earlier when we first started talking about this, Ariel Hawani, who is like the name as far as MMA reporting, mm-hmm. broke the Brock Lesnar story. And then shortly after UFC 199 Saturday night, he tweeted out that he was kicked out of the arena and his UFC credential was taken away for yeah. life because of it, because they were pissed off about it, which I see, you know, the UFC, especially they had the trailer, which was a badass trailer, which, yes. you know, they had all their guys and then Brock just at the very end, you know, which was a famous quote from him when he did fight, which is, can you see me now? I mean, it was awesome. So I see the fact that the UFC was a little pissed off that that was spoiled. But to cut this guy out and to freaking get his credential, take his credential away for life supposedly because of it seems a little bit harsh. Yeah, it it makes it – I mean – it's got to be hard to be even a journalist because, I mean, you don't know how far you – I mean, that's your job to report. That was his job. I mean, he was the guy. I mean, he is the guy in journalism as far as, you know, reporting for MMA. And I don't know this – I saw where, you know, Dana said too, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's welcome to come back if he buys a ticket. I mean, my thing is, does Dana White not know what kind of era we're in right now? I mean, this is the social media-driven era. I mean, things get leaked. There's nothing secret anymore. There's just – I mean, there is nothing secret. And, in fact – I thought actually UFC kind of wanted this out because I think it leaked what an hour, two hours before the show. Is that right? I think, it's I think it was like four. I think it was like four, but yeah, just right before the show took off. Well, because I gotta be honest again, I'm not a huge UFC guy. I keep it mildly. Um, and, and you know, as soon as I heard that, you know, they said you know there's supposed to be an announcement tonight. They might do like a like a promo video with Brock in. You know, that's the rumor. That kind of made me want to buy the pay per view. I didn't, but that kind of made me want to buy it just to see what they were, what kind of promotion they were going to do for Brock in it. So I thought that was like a genius move to like promote the show, and then they do something like take away, you know, Ariel's uh, credentials. I mean, I think it's a it's it's a BS move. I do too, and I think the WWE already or WWE UFC already um, already sees it because. There's there's a guy that works for the LA Times that is tweeting out that the UFC has already already rescinded it and already given Ariel is you know already rescinded their move. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see you know if Ariel shows up in Vegas at UFC 200 and and actually can cover the event like he normally is. I I don't think this lasts because I think. Even though Dana White has a reputation for being kind of an asshole and kind of a dick, and they monopolize in MMA world, this mm-hmm. is such a like people from ESPN were tweeting out how bad it was, and to, to not you know, then you gotta know it's bad then. <laughs> well, not that, he, but still, I mean, when when like the the journalism world is getting behind this guy, I think yeah. the UFC is going to have to back off. Oh, I, I yeah, the, the, I mean, they have to again because to me this kills like journalism again it's a, it's social media driven world you have to allow this 
Plus, I know you don't follow it that closely, but Dan is known for this. He's done this with fighters, too. Like, oh, I'm sure. Oh, he's yeah. gone forever. He's gone forever. And then a year later, he's back and he's fighting. Yeah. It's kind of like Vince. It's kind of like Vince. People leave under horrible terms. They mm. get fired like Punk did or whatever, you know, mm. and then they ultimately all come back. It's, it's the same, same scenario. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I mean, the dude was only 42 years old, but the news broke like a freaking hour ago. Kimbo Slice, dead. He fought for Bellator like a month and a half ago. And he's dead of apparent heart failure at 42. This is a guy, you know, say what you want. The guy was a walking bit. There's no denying that. I mean, he was never a serious, like, fighter but the guy you know i mean he could have never lasted in the ufc he could have never lasted i mean he fought once in the ufc and he got beat by guys that were just you know 10 times better you know 10 times better than him but when he you know there used to be an mma company called elite xc and they were this ragtag company but when when he would headline a fight even though it was horrible like a million people would tune in a million people tuned in, you know, for Bellator when he fought 75-year-old Ken Shamrock a couple of months ago. Which I heard was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. And he fought this guy, Bada 5000, who he almost died. Apparently, this guy's heart stopped in the, in the, in the octagon. Uh, it's just something that, like, this guy was, whatever, you know, Maybe he wasn't a legitimate fighter. Maybe he wasn't, but the guy put asses in seats, and the guy made people watch him. And he, and it was crazy because the guy got famous by like YouTube and bare knuckle fights on YouTube. That's how he got famous. And then they tried to make him a fighter. I mean, and and now uh, he's apparently dead at the age of only forty-two, which is crazy to me because if you see the guy on on TV or you see pictures of the guy, he looks like he's about 72. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looked terrible. And he's only eight years older than me, and which is, golly, it makes me hope I don't die in the next eight years. But, you know, I hate it. I hate it for anybody. I mean, yeah, he was kind of a joke, kind of a kind of a punchline. Uh, but I hate it. To, I hate to hear anybody does, especially 42. I know the guy's got kids. I don't know if he's married or not. Mm. So, I mean, it sucks. But – it's 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 gonna be probably even sadder to hear what maybe the cause was too because you never I mean you never know I mean I'm sure the guy had his you know his vices and stuff like that so I mean I you know I I I you know you don't want it to be anything bad but you know the age of 42 you know yeah I don't well I mean you know you say that and he did just uh, after his last Bellator fight he got suspended for taking steroids so you don't know what else he was taking I mean yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope for his kids and his family that it's not something like that, but I don't think you can rule that out. No, no. Now, I, I hate to put it this way, but a much more important death. Muhammad Ali died this weekend, which is sad. Everybody loves Muhammad Ali. I mean, how could you not? Mm, I was, I, I, go ahead. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't, don't do that, and then back off. Step up to the oh, plate, no, my friend. I, look, look. You know, I wrote about him as soon as it happened. You know, the guy was—he changed sports. I mean, he really did. I mean, there's, there's maybe no one bigger and more influential in changing sports and making them the way that they are now. Because, you know, 
given a wrestling term here, he pretty much made the promo. I mean, he was a he was a poet. Right. But I I just you know again I didn't grow up watching him. You know I'm I'm 29, so I didn't get to see it. I mean just you know looking back at his fights. But if I had to pick, I would have been I would have been a Smoking Joe fan. I, I you know just watching Smoking Joe. But that's just me. You know I didn't like some of his his you know crazy antics and crazy things he said. I mean some of the stuff was just I mean. You know, he, he called uh, Joe Frazier, you know, Uncle Tom. I thought that was one of the worst things you could call someone, you know, especially like that. I, I, I mean, I, I I do not care for him, you know, and it, it sucks because he's got all this cool-looking apparel with Under Armour and Roots of Fight, and, and I'm just like, I'm not buying a bit of that. So, uh, but, again, I respect he was an incredible talent, wow. and he, and again, he changed sports. Yeah, I'll throw you I off. That's a curveball right there. What yeah, I don't even know where to go from that. And I'm like, I'm sitting here looking to talk about Ali and how great he was, and you freaking just basically bashed the dude. Dude, no, I, I praised him right there. I mean, come on. No, you basically said, you know, you said he sucks. Well, yeah, well, go see what Pierce Morgan said about him. That's that's pretty interesting, too. I don't give a goosh. God, I, I agree. I'll, I'll give you that, too. I don't like Pierce Morgan either, so. Pierce Morgan's a jackass. I, I agree. So, but you mentioned something in your bashing of Muhammad Ali that we need to talk about. <laughs> the fact that I don't know that, that, you know, he had the nickname of the greatest. And, yes, he was a great – he may, honestly, based on influence alone, may have been the greatest boxer – or not the greatest boxer, the greatest athlete of all time. Because I don't know if you follow social media and you follow – is there any athlete that has ever had more of an influence than Muhammad Ali? Everybody quotes him. On, on other people. On other people. No, no. Has any – you know, the only person I – even close to came to mind to me was was Jordan. But I don't even think Jordan gets in the ring with Ali, no pun intended. Well, I mean, again, Ali was all-encompassing. He only – he not only had the – you know, his athletic prowess, but, I mean, it was, you know, his mouth too and, like – just his antics, period. I mean, he was he was all around. I mean, and that goes for saying because, you know, granted, I don't know all the ins, you know, ins and outs about boxing and all that, but he was very unorthodox, too. I mean, he was, you know, no, no one could do what he did. I mean, just you can't teach that, so. Yeah, like Enzo and Cass says, you can't That's teach right. Uh, I just, yeah, I mean, that, that's what struck me more about it was once, you know, I mean, obviously I knew Ali and everybody knows what he did, but mm -hmm. that's what struck me more about his death than anything is I don't know that there was ever another athlete that had more influence than him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you you knew him even if you didn't know anything about boxing. Again, there, there's there's three names that, or there's a couple of names that come to mind. You know, if you don't know anything about what they did, but you just know of them, that's Muhammad Ali, Elvis, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jordan. I mean, that's you know them, you know them, even though if you don't know their, you know what they did. All right, before we get out of here tonight, we gotta we gotta we gotta take something from the column of WTF. Maybe one of the weirdest stories that I've seen in a long time. So. Aqib Tlaib, NFL player, pretty solid. Not, you know, not fantastic, but really solid NFL player. Story breaks this weekend that he was shot. Then news comes out that he was so drunk he doesn't remember who shot him. No surprise. Then news comes out that 
based on the trajectory of the bullet, it looks like he might have shot himself. <laughs> because it went through the back of his leg and out his calf. Like it was in his pocket and he just hit the trigger or something. Wow. Now, I read that he is telling people he shot himself, just not public. First of all, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> if you're so drunk you shoot yourself, you deserve to be shot. Probably, yes. Mm -hmm. Second of all, when are, are these freaking pro athletes ever going to stop carrying guns and shit? You make millions of dollars. You don't need to be a thug anymore, dude. You don't need to carry a gun. Stay out of clubs. If you want to, if you want to, you know, show how hard you are or whatever, you make enough money, hire a security force with guns. You don't need to carry them, you jackass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I also saw he was parked at, like, of course, is it even being confirmed that he was actually in, like, he was at the club? Because I saw something. I don't he care. Was, he shot himself. Well, no, no, I, I agree. But they're saying he was parked at, like, some park. At like three forty-five a.m., and you know, as Todd Chrisley says, there's nothing open after two a.m. Two a.m. But legs in emergency rooms, and I mean, and he, probably he should have stayed out of both of them. So, stop the show. <laughs> stop. Stop the show. I always got to get one on you. I always got to get one. Just quoted. It's a it, that's a hilarious show, and you know it is. You just quoted the gayest straight man on the face of the earth. <laughs> I don't know if it's maybe you love it because you're you sound you you guys sound alike with your accents. Oh, thank you. Or I don't I don't know, but the fact that you just quoted Todd Chrisley, I I, I just don't even know what to say. Well, you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a funny show. Just accept it. <sighs> You just quoted Todd Grizzly. It, it's better. It's way better than the Hardys segment. I can promise That's you that. That's so false. Okay, so back to this. I mean, I just don't get these athletes. I mean, just like Jason Pierre-Paul. You make millions of dollars and you're going to go light fireworks with your own hands. I mean, you if you're that big of a dumbass, you deserve what you got. Maybe that makes me insensitive. I don't care. You deserve it. I, I think you make it, millions of dollars, act like it. I think it proves why athletes are athletes for the most part because most of them are just completely dumb. I mean, we see this crap all the time. They can't stay out of clubs. Apparently, now they're shooting their fingers off with fireworks. I mean, just I mean, have common sense. They don't have any common sense. It's right. it's, it, it's amazing. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. I I don't get it. I, I when the way the story kept breaking, and I just kept thinking like. Why? Why would you do this? Why are you that big of a dumbass? And it's always one. Of, it's always some of the better players in the league too. I mean, you know, Talib's one of the better corners in the NFL. Right. Jason Pierre-Paul was one of the best defensive ends in the NFL, and now he's got a club for a hand. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't get it. Well, I think that's about it for tonight. Like we said, going forward, this is going to be the new BS with CSR. It's not just going to be all wrestling. We're going to keep talking wrestling, but we're going to talk whatever is news during the week, and you know. And see where we go. Make sure you're following bswithcsr.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Audio Boom. Our show will be up later this week, so you can check out the audio form if you didn't watch it tonight. Make sure you're following Shane at shoemaker24. Make sure you're following me at Blake Mitchmore. 
BS with CSR is the show's Twitter page. We have our own Facebook page. We're all over the place. Make sure you're keeping up with what we're doing. We'll catch you next week. Another prom queen. So young and so insecure.